Welcome to another edition of Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on influencer marketing. My name is Gordon Glenister. Now, among my many roles, I'm the global head of influencer marketing at the Branded Content Marketing Association, which is a professional membership organization representing the branded content and influencer marketing industry. I'm also a keynote speaker and consultant in the sector and soon to be published author on influencer marketing strategy, which, by the way, you can now download uh, on uh, Amazon as a pre-sale. In this podcast series, you're going to hear from me interview all sorts of people from the world of influencer marketing. But before we start, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast series just to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. Now, in today's edition, I'm going to be talking with Sophie Clark from Talkwalker, which is a social insights platform about their recent 2021 trends report, which does make fascinating listening, particularly on the back of a very turbulent 2020. Brands are now very conscious of the messaging and sensitivity around this, and we saw this very much during the Black Lives Matter campaign. This social consciousness is largely driven, being driven, actually, by younger audiences. Sophie also talks about Burger King and Nike in particular and some of the campaigns that they've been doing to capture this mood. Also, we discuss sustainability and how innovative brands like Thrift have really emerged as a leader in this field. So here's what she had to say. We put this report together every year, actually. It's the sixth year that we've done this now. Um, And it's really, as you say, kind of picking up on some of the trends that have started to show in 2020, but that really we think are going to pick up and take prominence in the year ahead. So we identified 10. And as you could imagine, there's a lot that kind of not necessarily centers around COVID, but has obviously been influenced by everything that's gone on this year. Because I think, obviously, no one expected anything like this to happen in 2020. So a lot of brands have had to kind of really dramatically shift perhaps their marketing strategy. And I think what we've really seen around that is brands using social media a lot more to connect with their customers and connect with their audience. Obviously, with everyone being stuck at home, social media is a great way to just have that direct connection straight away and get that response and have that kind of conversation essentially with your audience so we're seeing a lot more obviously kind of centered around that and it's been a big year for a lot of other things as well so over the summer there was the increase in the Black Lives Matter protests and we saw a lot of brands really kind of stepping up to address that issue and I think this is something you know socially conscious audiences it's something that is definitely not going to go away anytime soon. And it's yeah, particularly with younger audiences, we're seeing that trend is really being driven by younger age groups. So kind of Gen Z, Alpha. So any brands really that are wanting to tap into that audience and really connect with that audience are going to have to think about kind of how they position themselves within this space as well. Do you think there are examples of where people are just jumping on the bandwagon, but have really not necessarily got their interests at heart? It's just like, oh, well, we better get on this bandwagon with everybody else's. Yeah, I can't think of any kind of standout ones. And that's probably because they don't really go very far. They don't spread very widely because people just don't latch onto them. If, if it doesn't really feel authentic or, or tied into their kind of brand messaging, people just don't really listen. I can't think of any kind of real bloopers off the top of my head. But in terms of brands that obviously are doing this really well, as examples, obviously Nike is particularly good around 
kind of the social justice messaging and they have been for many years and obviously they responded with a whole campaign really I think it was the until we all win I think was the hashtag that was used and they created some really great videos that went viral and got great engagement and I think that really worked just because that is really at the heart of Nike's kind of brand message as well so people believe it when they say it and then they buy into it. Yeah, and I think there's been a few examples more locally as well, not necessarily tapping into kind of social justice in that sense, but around more socially conscious. Burger King in the UK, for example, has been doing some really great stuff over the last couple of months, particularly around the um, pandemic and lockdowns in the UK and how that's affecting other um, hospitality businesses. So they've been doing a lot to really kind of show support for other fast food chains like themselves, but also independent restaurants, bars, that sort of thing. And I think the most recent thing they did last week was they offered up their Instagram account for local independent restaurants to post and share and and Burger King UK kind of promoted on their behalf. So obviously that's going to work really well for Burger King in in the long run. It's not completely selfless, but I think they've really been able to kind of tap into that feeling of kind of community and and shared spirit as it were, particularly around the pandemic and and people like that. And so they kind of, they trust the brand a bit more. And do you think it's, I I, I love the examples that you've given. I I think uh, 2020 has been a time where people have, have been innovative and they've tried different things um uh, just as you 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 talk about there um sustainability of course has been another big issue hasn't it where people want to be not seen to be rushing and rushing and buying the next best thing so uh brand storytelling has has really come out uh, in 2020 yeah absolutely i think that's the other big area you know a lot of people were really starting to talk about it before 2020 um there was a lot of talk around climate change and people you know needing to get involved and I guess it's you know the conversation around that has lessened a bit in 2020 but there's obviously still that desire from again I think it's driven by younger people younger generations to be more responsible when it comes to purchasing so for example I think in the UK there's been a big drive towards secondhand thrifting shops and stuff there's a brand it's kind of a, a charity slash retail platform that launched this year called thrift plus and basically it's a way of supporting charities that won't necessarily have a physical charity shop presence on the high street so people can donate their clothes to thrift thrift sell them on their behalf and the money gets split three ways between thrift the seller and a chosen charity as well so they've managed to raise loads of money for charities that potentially wouldn't have been able to get this these funds because they don't have a a charity shop presence they've done really well during the pandemic as well because they offer a collection service to collect items and so they've been able to adapt to the current situation where you know most high streets are closed but they're still able to operate and still able to generate revenue for themselves and for the charities as well so um that's something that's really taken off and uh yeah i mean obviously the other thing is we've got more people online than we've ever had in the history of online haven't we we've had people that have been forced to uh uh, to relook at their business model, particularly in the early part of this year, if you remember when a lot of retail businesses, you know, had the doors shut, and uh, the the amount of people that were um, moving to e-commerce rose hugely, largely through necessity. And I, I don't know what you think, but I reckon we've probably moved between five and ten years forward in terms of digital advancement. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely something that has taken off massively in this year. 
obviously I think there was a trend towards e-commerce anyway and, and 2020 has just kind of accelerated that and so I guess one of the challenges therefore now is that it's becoming quite a crowded space online retailers are having to be that much more innovative to kind of really position themselves now on the online retail market not just the high street so I guess that's kind of a new challenge but there's definitely a lot of brands that are, that are doing that quite well and we're also seeing a lot of the social platforms actually supporting this for example, Instagram and I think TikTok have just partnered with Shopify, for example. There was an announcement a few weeks ago, which basically enables direct consumer selling through the platforms. So that's great for obviously influencer marketers where they can promote a product and obviously enable people to buy it directly via the platform rather than having to direct them to the retailer necessarily, to the retailer's platform. So we're seeing a lot more opportunity for people to do that through the, the social media platforms. And I mean, this is something that's been fairly big, I think, in, in China and in Asia generally over the last couple of years. But I think next year we'll see kind of a real influx in the UK of this type of kind of social selling. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. And I also think, I've said this before, actually, the uh, influencers starting to realise that they, they're very valuable brands in their own right. And rather than just be seen to be amplifying other people's brands, that they can actually start to create their own fashion line or their own product line. And so I think, and this, of course, you just mentioned China. This has been something that's been happening in China for a while. I think in many ways they've been ahead of the curve for us because of what's happened this year. We're going to see a lot more um, uh, influencers starting to create their own um, retail brands. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. And like I say, just the fact that the major platforms are making it so much easier for people to do that. I think obviously it's clearly a direction they want to go. I think it'll just enable independent entrepreneurs, influencers to just kind of have a go because they don't need to have the whole infrastructure necessarily of a of an e-commerce website if they can just do it via their Instagram platform. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned that it's a crowded space. And one of the challenges, of course, with content is it's, it's obviously got to be relevant to an audience, but it's also got to stand out. And one of the things I've definitely noticed this year, partly through TikTok and Instagram Reels, is the quality of the content has risen. Uh, through necessity, because quite frankly, if you don't, if you don't create engaging uh, quality content you're just not going to be seen <laughs> um but 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 definitely video is a bit of a shining star i think this year and i'm i'm guessing that's come out in your trend report again for next year one of the trends we identified was around remixing and user-generated content which is definitely something i think grew a lot in 2020 as you mentioned brands have had to be a lot more innovative in the marketing they're pushing out, particularly given all the restrictions around, they've not been able to film necessarily these massive multi-million dollar ads or whatever, because they haven't been able to, they've not been allowed to. So they've had to rely a lot more on kind of simpler concepts and perhaps user-generated content as well. Potentially those are the brands that have done best, that have been able to integrate that user-generated content. So, I mean, obviously a really obvious example is ocean spray with the guy on tiktok just kind of skating along drinking his ocean spray cranberry juice which just went viral ocean spray were really able to kind of jump on the back of that i think they like gifted him a, a new truck because i think the whole reason the video came about was because his truck had broken down so they gifted him a new truck with ocean spray filled to the to the rafts in the back and things like that so i think brands that have been able to be aware of what is resonating with audiences very quickly what's going viral and then jumping on that 
especially if it's user-generated content, because you know that, you know, there's an audience there. I think that's what's working. Yeah. But, I mean, you mentioned um, an ocean spray truck. That's peanuts in comparison for a brand to be spending that amount of money versus what would be a multi-million pound advertising campaign. And do you think, potentially, as some of the brands have been trialling, maybe using user-generated content and maybe using influencers to create exciting and different types of uh, video or steals content that they'll start to say wow this has been super effective maybe we should relook at our budgets for next year and do more of this because this will make our budget deliver more at a, at a much much more reasonable cost because we know that actually working with an influencer uh, the, you know the, some of these individuals are multi-talented videographers photographers script writers producers directors they're all in one uh, individual often and uh, you know the, the cost per campaign it's got to be significantly less than it would be to create a big multi-million pound photo shoot or, or whatever yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you'll see the, you know, the completely the back of those big campaigns. But yeah, I think it definitely um, enables brands to diversify more and make their budget go further. Absolutely. And I think generally, user generated content performs a lot better than branded content, you know, that comes directly from the brands anyway. So I think we will see brands definitely tapping into it more. And obviously, as it's easier to facilitate as well, like you say, with you know TikTok, all that sort of thing, you know, there is so much more user-generated content out there anyway for brands to take advantage of. I think the only, obviously, there's a few risks potentially for brands with that that they need to just be aware of. It's not always going to be positive, <laughs> the user-generated content. You're not going to always want to use all of it. So it's just really kind of keeping track, I guess, of what content is out there that's about your brand, because obviously there's a danger potentially that it could have a negative impact on the brand. So just being prepared to address that if necessary. But I think also if brands are looking to use more user-generated content in their campaigns, they need to kind of think about making marketing assets available more publicly so people can actually use them so whether that's you know the brand logo or things like that just so that you know the right branding is out there when it's being associated with the brand yeah and so um obviously talk walker is an insights platform as well so tell me a little bit more about how somebody can use your platform so we're a social listening and analytics platform. So basically, we help brands to understand the conversations that are happening online at scale, essentially. So you can track conversations that are happening on social media, blogs, uh, video content online. We track over around 187 languages as well. So it's very much you can track things globally. I've, I mean, there's so many things you can do with it. You can see from a basic level, just track your brand awareness online so you can search for mentions of your brand kind of track and monitor that understand where people are engaging with your brand how they're engaging with it so that you can kind of position yourself in the right channels and in front of the right people and you can also use it just to understand more about what your key audience or what your customers are talking about generally so that you can create content that resonates you can understand you know, where their pain points are. So address that either with good customer experience or um, you know, new product development, or you can also you know, do competitor analysis as well. If you understand kind of how people are talking about your competitors and the products that they are releasing, for example, um, you can kind of track that as well just to compare. So yeah, it's a really flexible tool in that sense, just to kind of get a better understanding of the conversations that are happening. And do you think uh, next year uh, marketeers are going to be, um, well, I say next year, 2021, 
Um, when do, do you think marketers are going to be more, you know, using more insights than ever before? In other words, it's because this year's sort of blown up a lot of the, the strategic planning, hasn't it? You know, they've got the plan, and all of a sudden it's been it's been moved sideways, kicked around, and uh, you know they've now got a, there's so many trends that are coming out in all sorts of different areas, and I, I'm I'm guessing marketeers need to uh, invest more in in platforms like yours. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's where social listening is a really great tool when things are quite uncertain and things are changing all the time because this kind of gives you almost a head start. So you can, you know, be tracking conversations so that you can see when there's potential crisis on the on the horizon if people are starting to talk negatively about your brand for example obviously you're not then going to just continue with the strategy you had in place you need to kind of adapt to what's being said and produce content or address it accordingly so I think that's the sort of thing where you only really get that with social listening that kind of warning sign as it were and it just gives you you know gives brands a lot more insight into when they are developing their longer term strategy exactly what content will resonate for example if they're planning campaigns over the long period a longer period of time as well it's a great way to just kind of track those campaigns and understand how they're performing so that if necessary during the campaign they can kind of tweak for example one channel might be performing better than another you'll see that immediately with social listening by the amount of engagement that your messaging is having. So you can adjust your strategy perhaps just to ensure that you're getting the same kind of visibility or the same engagement on different channels if you have to change the messaging, for example. So I think in that sense, particularly given 2020, so much more happened online. So much more of the conversations and the interactions between brands and audiences happened online. I think it is becoming more important that that people are aware of those conversations and are able to track them and, and adapt as necessary. Super, super. Well, thank you, Sophie. Um, I just want to finish and say, what do you think? If I, if you, if you could just have one prediction for next year, I say next 2021. What, one prediction for, for 2021, what would it be? I think there will be this continued focus on conversation and engagement between brands and their audiences. I feel like that's kind of one of the central tenets of the, the trends that we identified. It is this kind of growing connection that brands need to nurture, really, to really get their message across. I don't think it is all, you know, anymore about the, yeah, the flashy graphics or flashy ads or whatever. It's more about actually being more targeted putting your customers first understanding their needs it's not always going to be just about sell 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 it's about really understanding them and being there for them and I think that over time builds the trust that you need to kind of actually attract those loyal customers so I think yeah that's probably going to be the kind of the central focus of most um, social media strategies next year super and if we if anybody wants to get hold of the report where do they go you can go to the Talkwalker website www.talkwalker.com or potentially we can also add a link to the show notes this podcast is supported by the branded content marketing association promoting the value of influencer marketing globally that's it for another edition of influence please don't forget to subscribe to the show and give me your feedback feedback at influencepodcast.net Or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, where you can ask me a question. Uh, And lastly, if you feel like it, please do give us a five-star rating as it really does help us. Thanks also to my producer, Neil Whiteside from Freedom One. And until next time, from me, Gordon Glenister, it's bye for now.